Hey, what up? This is Nick Kaiser. You are listening to The Angry Millennial. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to The Angry Millennial Podcast with your host, Jose Rosado, and co-host, Stevie Chris, where we talk to creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and passions about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be sure to check out our site, theangrymillennialshow.com, and sign up for our newsletter to be eligible for prizes and giveaways, as well as stay up to date with new shows and upcoming guests. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, who doesn't love really well-designed photography clothing? Check out clickgearclothing.com, a lifestyle for urban photographers. All Angry Millennial listeners can use coupon code ANGRYPHOTO to receive 20% off any order. And the first three people who sign up for our newsletter after the show will get a free $25 gift card. Now guys, be sure to also check them out on Instagram at clickgearclothingltd. All right, man. Let's get into it. All right, cool. What's going on, AM Nation? And welcome to the Angry Millennial Show. Today, we're chatting with recording artist and entrepreneur, Brandon Howard. What's going on, brother? What's up? So glad we could finally do this. Oh, me too. I mean, let's be honest. We've been talking about doing this for a long time. Yeah. Like literally since the show started. Right. And it seems like we're both in a, in a place now the timing feels like it was meant to be, right? Meant to be. I agree. You know what I mean? For sure. All right. What's happening? So let's get to it. Yeah. Let's start from the beginning, man. Were you were you always creative? You know, I feel like your whole family, when you think about it, and for people who don't know, Brandon's my brother-in-law, but your whole family, I mean, everyone, like uh, your sister, right, plays music, mm-hmm. right, Brittany? Yeah. My girl, you know, Jessica, right. she's a painter and graphic designer, photographer, Right. Yeah. So it seems like your whole family is pretty creative. Although I don't really know. Would you consider your parents at all creative? Yeah. Yeah. Writer. Oh, okay. Yeah. See things I don't even know about. So tell me, what was it like early on for you? Um, I've always just been into like creating things. I guess even as a kid, just uh, were you like playing with the toy microphone at two? Mm, yeah, for sure. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying around, I guess, like one of those. Do you remember the echo microphone? The one that was just <laughs> yeah. like, and you could yeah, echo into it. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I, I had carried you one could around. You were like a roadie. You yeah. could literally like I just carried it around all the settings time. and just kind of. Oh, no, I couldn't afford that one. No, I couldn't afford that one. This is just the basic dollar store one. <laughs> yeah, just the one that made yeah, you really. Just the echoing. Echoey. Oh, echoey. yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, I, I was always into art, mm-hmm. Um, just drawing. <laughs> If I could find some of those drawing books, but that'd be fun to look through. Yeah. Um, just uh, creating characters and storylines and, um, yeah, just whatever it is that I could get my mind occupied doing mm-hmm. at home because we were homeschooled growing up. Oh, that's so, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I didn't have, like, a ton, a ton of interaction with, like, a lot of other kids, like, every single day. You probably had a hair doll that you just <laughs> No. <laughs> no, I was a collector as a kid, though. I mean, I'd find weird so stuff. So you collected collect- hair dolls. Got collected it. hair dolls, yes. <laughs> no. Um, so I entertained myself a lot right. by drawing. Um, man, I'd just take all my toys and just create a world and create a storyline for each of them. So oh, That's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. Maybe, like... um. I got into writing like that way because my mind works in like stories. So mm-hmm. I like telling stories. So I would create these ideas of uh, um, just whatever worlds that my toys lived in. Right. And that was fun for me. So That's awesome. That That's a, awesome. I'm a weirdo. 
<laughs> what are you so, doing? So, no, no, I'm just letting. Hold on. You start over. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. So, I mean, that's a, that's cool. And they, like you said, that's something that to me, I always thought was really interesting about you guys, that you were homeschooled, right? Because like you said, you could sit there and argue that you would miss out a little bit on the social aspect, right? I mean, you still had friends growing up in the we city. We had a lot of friends, yeah. Right. I mean, um, I just not like that everyday interaction with right. other kids, like and going to an art class. Now, before I was homeschooled, though, I was put in kindergarten and... Uh, I remember finger painting. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're I remember that. that. Yeah. But my mom was really cool, man. She was great with like, you know, I wasn't just in a room playing toys and like making them like talk to each other and having best friends with my toys. That wasn't it. It was just like, that was just like one thing or whatever. But we had like stuff that we would do all day. Mm -hmm. So we we had our own little art class in, in our house, like right. creating crafts every single day was something new. My mom would like cultivate this in us to create stuff and she was the one who gave us that freedom and bought us the notebooks and crowns and said color and you know create these things and like have fun and draw and like that's cool you know so she inspired that us instilled that us and encouraged it you know right for us yeah. to be creative and um you know and would ask us about it and then she would ask us about our stories and like so we would set up all our toys that's what i was trying to say We'd, yeah, yeah, yeah and she would like so what's going on and i'd tell her this whole story and like she's like that's awesome like you know yeah, yeah. so no, I can definitely say knowing your mom and the way she is with all you guys, she's definitely like a super supportive parent in yeah, all of sure. your guys, you know, creativities. Yeah. You know, like every Christmas. She's my Brittany, biggest fan for yeah, sure. Yeah, Brittany sings, breaks out the guitar, plays music, yeah. sings. We all love it, you know, and uh, we're going to get into it a little bit, but your recent uh, opening at, at Summer Jam, you know, mm -hmm. while we're there. Right, right, yeah. You know, going nuts. Yeah, so definitely, that. that's pretty cool. And it's important, right? Yeah. To have those supportive parents when you do stuff. That, yeah. Most other parents would kind of be like, ah, yeah, that's nice. And she she pushed that man. That always that kept going. It wasn't just when we were young, you know. Like mm -hmm. even as we got older, she put us in art class, like yeah. actually like a real art class. Like we went to outside of our regular homeschool activities. Mm -hmm. Like we went to a, an art class during the day, like twice a week, and we'd like oil paint and uh, you know do crafts and like build clay things. And so nice, always just like trying to get us outside of like just normal stuff as a kid, but like to and challenge creativity in us, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. so. No, that's awesome, man. And so it's safe to say you've been at this for a long time. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I was, uh, when Jess was showing me pictures of the last time you had a, a big show, which was at, um, where was it, Jess? It was at like the, some sort of, I don't remember. First Marin Arena. Six years ago, First Marin Arena. Is that it? Yeah. yeah? yeah. And like, you know, like you said, that was it's a big the Royal stage. Farms Arena now, but yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. they okay, they go, Royal Farms Arena. So that's yeah. you know a big, big stage. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that was what six years ago, five, five years ago. Yeah, okay. I said yeah. that was the biggest stage I performed on. Since, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. So I mean, it's do you feel like you're starting to hit your stride, or is it always like just a just keep going kind of attitude for you? Um. Somebody told me uh, to to look at things like this when you have big accomplishments and big dreams to live in the moment, enjoy mm -hmm. it, um, but the next day pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, and in a, in a sense, nice. like your mindset. So you humble yourself so that you can keep going and and just working and grinding. Like you know, after I won the Q on her contest, the very next day I went back to the barbershop and I cut hair. Yeah. So like you you enjoy the moment, live in it, soak it up, celebrate. 
um, take pride in what your work and your hands and what you've done, and but then still just be real and just get back on the grind. Just put your nose down and work. You yeah, know? just go back, back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, in reality, we all got bills; those don't really go away. Right. right? <laughs> so it's like the next day, just be at the shop. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so recent, like we said, you kind of were we're talking about it that you know you've won a pretty awesome judge kind of battle that was the ninety two Q. Uh, contest for the you know, 92Q radio station. Yeah, it's called right? the 92Q Q Unheard. And there you debuted a single that is titled My City, talking about your ties to your hometown, obviously, of Baltimore, mm-hmm. right? And that allowed you to open the door, open up, I should say, for Jeezy at Summer Jam and even get a trip to Atlanta to get kind of a one-on-one mentorship. Right. I mean, first of all, congrats. Thank right. You. I mean, yeah, obviously, you. Yeah. you know, it, and like we knew and we didn't get to go, but we saw the Facebook live from the, uh, from the performance, you killed it. And the other guys did really well. And it was like, but still you came out and you won, you know, you were on top. So tell me what was, like you said, being in the moment, that kind of stuff, what was the whole experience like for you? Um, start from from start to finish with that like um just entering the contest (laughs) it's right i remember yeah like that's a crazy story in itself um tell me about it the so the contest deadline was july 4th uh, on the 4th of july you know and so i wrote the verse like that over the weekend i just heard about the contest a couple days before that and i was like oh man i think i should do this so i wrote the verse i got a beat that i found that i liked on youtube Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm just gonna write this real quick I went out and bought a camera and was going to record myself with some nice <laughs> camera. Like, and I was like, this is crazy. I have no idea what I'm doing like, with this right. camera. So I called my buddy at the studio. I was like, can we get time in? He was like, yeah, come up here. So on the 4th of July, I go up to the studio in Pennsylvania at uh, AK Beats Studio 117. Um, they always hold me down, man. I get up there. We lay the verse down that I just wrote the night before it till like 4 a.m. I was up writing this verse. Get up there, record the verse. I call the guy who shares the studio space with them, RB Studios. Mm. Um, my name, my man Rob, he shoots the videos. I was like, what's the chances you can shoot a video today? He was like, I'm around the corner. I'll be there. And just came through like clutch. So we recorded the verse, shot the video. He edited the video all day, and we uploaded it by midnight. And That's got it crazy. and entered it in the contest. And, you know, come to find out, I made it as a finalist. So just that moment alone. I'm, I'm here. I'm at the barbershop, right? And my friend's texting me. She's like, hey, they're going to announce the finalists at like five, five o'clock, 530 today on the radio. So I'm playing 92Q on the radio at the barbershop. I'm cutting hair. I had a couple people in there right. and uh, I'm listening, right? Real intently. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, I hope they say my name. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're like, and announcing the Q1 Heard finalist. No, 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 Brandon Howard. And I was like, I thought I heard my name, right? But I was like, I don't know if I did or not, right? And I'm looking around my shop, and nobody else is moving or saying anything. So I'm like, maybe they didn't hear it either. <laughs> so I just kept cutting hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, finally, like an hour later, somebody texts me. She's like, Oh my god, I heard your name on the radio. And I was like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but instantly, I got sick. Like as soon as like she said that, I was just like, Oh man, this is real. They heard my name on the radio, like. I got like sick to my stomach, dude. Just like this crazy nervousness of like excitement and anxiety, um, and so yeah, just like from that point, I just got in the radio station. They got in contact with me. Um, it was really cool, man. They reached out and they set up a day before the contest on Wednesday night to come to the station on Tuesday and do like a on air kind of like hype up for the right. show. Yeah. And they brought out the other finalists. 
that was so much fun, dude. Just what being was in it there. like? You guys, is it kind of like, because uh, I, I don't listen to the radio a lot. Okay, yeah. But was it kind of like, you know, a round table where they usually have maybe, you know, two or three kind of hosts or co-hosts? Yeah, they had two hosts. And then you guys yeah. just kind of chop it up with them? Yeah, chopped it up with them. They did some pre-recording, some stuff of us, like, that mm-hmm. they would mixed right there and put on air. Nice. Um, yeah, I heard, I heard the, one of them. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. this is Brandon Howard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was wild. pretty neat. Yeah, they let me shout some people out. That was cool. Did um, you get any, like, copies of it? I mean, it's on my Facebook. I went live with it. Like, oh, you mean like the recording? Yeah. No, I don't uh, know. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, maybe. Just throw it up on stuff. I mean, you know? they might have it if I asked for it. Yeah. Like, yo, poor chop. Let me get that. <laughs> yeah, let me get that sound you know bite, I mean? Yeah, put it on yeah. your site. You yeah. know, because we're going to redo your site. So put it on your site. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. But that was fun, man. Just being in there from that night, Tuesday night, it just started getting real. I was like, oh, this is about to happen. Right. All day Wednesday, I was like, here we go, man. Like, this is it. Like, this is the real deal. And I just told myself, you know what? No matter what happens tonight, I'm just going to go in there and just give it everything I got. Um, the contest was was awesome. There were great contestants, but I really wasn't focused on them or thinking about them as much. Mm-hmm. I sized everybody up, um, but I just went in there confident. Like, I, I felt, like, really, really rehearsed. I practiced Tuesday night at, like, a practice space. Um, like, open mic or? No, like uh like a whole like studio like a like a rehearsal space, like a uh-huh. like actual like live band rehearsal space for my church that they have it and they let me use it that night to practice and I went there and just like ripped it for like two hours and just, just like by yourself? Yeah, just by myself. That's crazy. Yeah, it was cool, man. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it just felt good. I was like just felt super confident with my tracks and um that's what happened Wednesday night, man. I just yeah. waited for my turn till they called my name to get up on stage and Did you get did you have like jitters at all? N- all my jitters left, like, literally once I got at the radio station Tuesday night. I yeah? just felt comfortable. Nice. As soon as I sat down and started talking with everybody, I just felt in my zone, man. And I just felt like this is where I belong. Yeah. This is what I'm, this is just the next step for me. This is where I'm supposed to be. Right. And uh, I just, I just felt at home there. You know what I mean? So right. Wednesday night, I was just excited. I wasn't nervous at all. Matter of fact, I was just like, so at peace, man. Like, I was just chilling. Like, I almost fell asleep before the show. Like. Mm. At my house, just like chilling, like getting ready, and I was just like relaxed. Nice. I was just like so in my in my in my mind. I was like, I'm ready for this. Went down there Wednesday night, gave it everything I got. Mad love, mad support, mad people. Everybody came out. People, audience was feeling it. Even yeah. people that I didn't know that weren't there for me were there for other people. Were just like, I, they were giving me that energy back. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. uh, the judges were great. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Was, you know, and like you said, it was you know for for me not even being there. You know, and I was watching it on, on Facebook Live and stuff like that and everything else. I mean, it, you know, I genuinely did get, like, I felt it. You know what I mean? I felt the energy. You know, I was telling Jasmine, this is awesome. You know, yeah. I killed it. You know, and and like you said, it's it's almost, like we said, it's not like it was your first, and this isn't your first dance. You know what I mean? Right. First rodeo. You knew how to perform on a stage. You knew how to interact with the crowd yeah. and get everyone going. So it wasn't, I was not surprised when you tell me, no, I was kind of, was kind of in my element. I was good. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty funny that around that time you, you kind of were like, all right, I got to kind of hop on this strike while the iron's hot, if you will. And you entered another contest like that same week. Yeah. And again, in usual style, last fucking minute, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're like, you're like, all right, I gotta get in on this contest. It yeah. ends in a day. Yeah. And then that one was interesting too because you brought up something that I didn't know about. I I had seen but didn't realize, and you told me was this current trend of doing one takes 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if you can, just explain to everyone what a one take is and how that one went. Because you got ended up making a video and sharing on Facebook that got almost, what, a thousand shares? You know, it ended up, what, around 800-something probably? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was just that the the video we shared off my page, it had like over 800 shares. But or with the both the videos we shared from there and from the contest site, yeah. it was like 1,500 shares. That's crazy. Yeah. It's the one of my videos still going, it's rolling at like, like 30,000 views or something. Nice. That's like pretty dope. It was cool. Yeah. Like, that's most of the views I've gotten on, a, yeah. on my page. Seriously. Or something like that. Um. Not from really, from like a lot of people knowing me as Brandon Howard. Like I've gone by other like you know names before as artists. Yep. Um, but this is kind of new. I'm putting myself out there as Brandon Howard. So you know, got a lot funny. of support for that. You know, it's funny you talk about your old names, right? Uh, there was no, it's not. <laughs> no, you know what's funny it was I was looking up Brandon Howard. Yeah. Right. Doing research today, and I came across B Howard. Do you know who you know who that is? Mm, no. Uh, B Howard. Yeah. Is that B. that? Is that that Michael Jackson? Yes. Lookalike guy? Yeah, not lookalike. He, it's like he, he, claims he claims to be his son, right? He claims to be Michael Jackson's son. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, if he shit. is, it's the real deal. Yeah, it's wild, said, right? said something about a DNA test yeah. and all this crazy shit. It's that like, song, Billy Jean, not my son, or something like that. <laughs> that's <laughs> really? like, I don't, apparently, like, that's, I don't know. That's crazy. But I, I guess at that point. I looked at, I've like, seen him before. It's funny. Yeah. That's my competition. Like, yeah. You were kind of like, you know what? Maybe I should retire the B. Howard thing. And then came Baruch. And then yeah, my buddies rag on me all the time. They're like, you change your name more than Puff Daddy. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Brandon Howard. Yeah, exactly. You know, just yeah. obviously. And that's what I think a lot of us do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a lot right. of us starting out, you think you got to have it be catchy. Come on down there. You think I have it catchy right. and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the reality is that yeah. in the end, it's like, just be yourself. Right. You know, like literally and figuratively. Yeah. You know, just be yourself. Yeah. And and you did that, man. And that's awesome. Yeah. You know, because. Thank you. Honestly, let's just say now that you're being yourself right. and all that kind of stuff, I don't think it's coincidental that suddenly that's when you're kind of hitting your stride. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so tell me, what was the one take? Oh, the one take, right. Yeah. So one take is just uh, you record a verse in one take, mm-hmm. uh, and then you shoot a video in one take. No mm-hmm. chops, no cuts, no edits. Just you go through, you know, just... Almost kind of like a freestyle, if you will, right? In a sense, of just sure, yeah. kind of one fluid. Yeah, you can't mess up. Thing. There's no edits. There ain't no chops or, or takes or nothing right. like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was what it was, a one-take contest. Um, Man, everybody showed so much love. And so we actually shared it wrong the first time, the wrong way. Yeah, and everybody came back and shared cool. it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that contest just ended. We didn't make it, man. We didn't make the top yeah. 15 uh, for that. But, um, man, it was cool. I, was, I, I got a dope video. I got great content. Exactly. Dude, so, I, I loved it. I was playing it so much. It got my fucking You know head. what? Like, I, I'm, not, I I'm just going to be real. Like, I thought about it like this. I was like, maybe that's like not the not the next step for me is that stage like i really want to get baltimore behind me man mm-hmm. so my focus right now is in my city um before I'm, i step out and make like a ton of other moves everywhere so i took it as a learning experience like okay cool like that didn't work out cuz it wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. so good opportunity let's focus my energy where like i could put my time and talent and see a reward right now like in my city like networking right. so right. That's what I did. Last yeah. night, I actually went to a, a local artist showcase and like networked like crazy and met mm-hmm. a bunch of cats from some cool stations here doing some local stuff and a uh, really dope uh, little event last night. Nice. So, and you know what's cool. funny is that I was actually going to be like, I was going to text you recently and tell you that it would be a good idea. You know what I mean? Like you said, like for people who don't know, your My City song, you, you made it last year. Yeah, I wrote that last year. You wrote it last year. I've been recording that and working on that baby. Right. I'd, I'd, I'd take it home. And we'd have like a final version that we liked. Mm-hmm. I'd sit on it for like two months and listen to it. 
not just because I wanted to just sit on it for two months. I didn't have a whole lot of time, like, right? You know, with just having my daughter, right? But um, man, I sit on it and then I'd be like, let's take it back. I go back in the studio and be like, yo, this one thing right here, this one thing, <laughs> and they'd be like, here we go, like yeah, yeah probably yeah. like seven sessions, full like two or three hour sessions on that, maybe ten sessions. I don't right. even know, but right. like. That's that I'm a perfectionist. No, but you know, beyond that, honestly, what I think is interesting is you could argue that it's kind of meant to be, right? Yeah, no, that, for sure. Couldn't ask for better timing exactly. to, to release it. As, what yeah, better coming out party? Yeah, for sure. Like that's, For that song. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? In your own city. Yeah. For a big state, one of the biggest stations yeah. in the it city. It is Baltimore's right, biggest radio station. For your genre in general. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty awesome. You know what's crazy? Hmm. Like, I thought about it like this. I had this grand plan. I have all these friends and network connections from like the barbershop that people like, oh yeah, I know this DJ. I know this DJ. I know this person at 92 q And I like cataloged them all in my head. I was like, awesome. I know like seven people that know like seven people, right? <laughs> and I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them this single when it's done. And right. then they're going to put it in their hands. And then these DJs are going to be like, who is Brandon Howard to come banging down my door? Right. Like that was this grand idea <laughs> I had, right? But like, man, my plan was so not even as good as the plan that really came forward that God had for my life actually right. like he worked it out to where 92q had a contest i was able to enter it and now they know who i am not through anybody else but like i was able to introduce myself to them yeah firsthand yeah and uh that feels a lot more so credible cool. right it was it was real it was organic yeah uh, it just felt like it was a good vibe man and like i got to be myself with them yep. and and uh so that was like the coolest way yeah to get to know the station it is. for me that was like the one of the biggest wins man is just being able to network with the influencers in my city the people that make moves the people that people listen to mm-hmm. um and now i have a relationship with them so i'm that's looking great. forward to see what comes from that exactly man and that's what's cool is that you you, you said it the the warm introduction is always nice like we all know it's a lot about who right. you know yeah but at the same time to to be able to enter last minute in a contest and literally get noticed and just win on your own merit feels a lot sweeter yeah 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 and was, i remember we were on vacation remember you came yeah the day after right you did it and i was like hearing about it i was like this is cool yeah and i'm like but we don't know if it's gonna get accepted right because you know, yeah. it was pretty much like right on, it the, was line. on the deadline right on yeah. the deadline and shit here we are talking about it yeah you know what i mean two weeks later and being like dude you killed it yeah you know Still so real. that's pretty awesome and you know what you mentioned a good point about not thinking if the next contest you went in the one take contest, if you know being feeling kind of some kind of way about not winning, and what I think about it is, is I always equate it to like the people who win American Idol. Yeah, right. Let's be real; no one gives a fuck. Like two years <laughs> later, they're gone. They're gone. Right, 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 right. Right, and it's like I think the people that are more successful, like you did and are doing, is you merely use that platform to help you leverage your own shit. Yeah. Not using it as the at one end all be all that's going to be like the thing you're known for. Because in reality, that's just not the case. Right. I don't you know I, like I mean? can't walk around forever being like, you know, I won that Q on her contest. Like, <laughs> you got to keep working, man. You got to keep going. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's how I introduce myself. And, and uh, everything I do is sponsored by Tequila Avion. <laughs> Thank God for this meal provided by Tequila Avion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but tell me, so you also own. Your own barbershop, Clean Barbers. Clean Barbers. Right. Yeah. Outside Baltimore. We've had a few of our own deep conversations last year about our own aspirations, goals, and family lives and that sort of thing. Love the barbershop talk. It is. So tell me, has being a barber always had that community element for you, connecting with with people while they're in your chair? 100%. 
Yeah. yeah, it's all about that. It's all about connectivity, man. It's all about just you know getting to know, meeting new people, mm-hmm. um, being in the community, being involved, being uh, being able to speak into people's lives. Like your clients, man, become your friends. They yeah, and in a way, sometimes you become their mentor. You know, or just they be, you know become even family. These are people you right. share. Like you see them every every week. You know, yeah. I don't see my friends every week. <laughs> yeah. I got clients that come to me every week. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never thought of it like that, but you're right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, I love it. Uh, it's all about just, you know, vibing, man, just sharing life with people. That's awesome. So you know? tell me, what's your, what's your vision for the clean barbershop brand? Like multiple locations, maybe a guest spot in barbershop 12 alongside Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I won't be in barbershop three. I'll be in the next one. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Um, clean barbers, man, is going to be a part of what I do. Uh, I love, I love barbershop life. I love barbershop conversations i love cutting hair you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. i go to work and i stand up for like seven hours eight hours a day and it doesn't feel like work you know what i mean right um so yeah i'm gonna expand the shop man for sure um that's my plan right. you know get right, a couple right. i got some barbers that want to come on with me so we're, we're talking about it. it's in the nice. works okay yeah. okay yeah nice i mean like you said it's, i can't tell you everything man i got I some know. i got some i got yeah, some plans keep, gotta keep some yeah. secrets i hear you somebody hear you. out there gonna Check it out. <laughs> Don't just know. Clean barbers are coming soon near you. Exactly. Exactly. And what was interesting was, I remember the other night, you you kind of told me a bit about how you started. And I thought that was such a cool story. And the only reason we heard it was because, like you said, people started noticing your performance and the contest and all that kind of stuff. So people were kind of coming out of the woodwork to say they're proud of you, congrats, and all that kind of stuff. And the guy who reached out to you was your original mentor who literally gave you a chair and an opportunity to apprentice yeah. early on. So just real quick, tell me about that story and what that was like. Yeah, uh, so the the owner of the barbershop that I started at working, uh, mm-hmm. A-Line Barbers, his name is uh, Ace. And um, man, he um, I was couldn't really keep a job for super long. I was waiting tables, just trying to find my way. I looked into barber school, it was real expensive. And uh, I walked into his shop one day, handing out some flyers for something I was doing, something, some marketing for an event. And uh, he asked me where I got my hair cut. And I told him, I said, well, I, I cut it myself. And he was like, man, come here. I had him, <laughs> I had him like a pinstripe mohawk, right? <laughs> I mean, like I shaved it on there. And he was like, man, it looked like you taped that thing on there. <laughs> I was like, nah. He's like, what are you, a barber? I was like, no. He said, you want to be? And I was yeah, like, was, yeah, right? yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. And he was like, cool. He's like, well, I got a chair here for you, man, if you want to come and... uh I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I can cut hair? He's like, well, you got to apprentice. I was like, oh, okay. So he's like, yeah, you don't got to go to school. You can apprentice. And so that yeah. changed the game for me. That was like, whoa, I can just, I ain't got to go to school. I ain't got to kick out all that money. Right. He's like, no, nah, I can set it up and you can, you know, work here. We'll apply and you can do it. And so I did, man. I came there at the end of the month after I finished the gig I was working at. And I sat in there. And it's funny, the chair that I was at that he gave me to cut in, mm-hmm. I was sharing it with somebody else. Right. So he was like, had two of us in there fighting for this apprenticeship spot actually nice and, it was uh, like a reality show before reality TV, yeah so huh? he would be in there cutting some hair and then right. i'd be sitting there waiting as soon as he'd get up i'd call my friends like yo come up here i gotta cut your hair <laughs> and then so i'd start cutting hair and uh i stuck out man and he you know he kind of moved on to something else and i stayed with it and I, I worked there for five years got my license that's awesome he moved and left and then i just opened up my own spot two years ago Nice. So, yeah. and like you said, what's crazy is like people. I mean, people don't realize just like a lot of things. I mean, there's still apprenticeship yeah. in, in barber, right? And in, in, in cutting hair. Mm-hmm. What's that like in the beginning? Do you literally like 
have to like sit there and scribble notes and shit while watching someone cut hair or is it just you getting I mean I, ha- I was already kind of cutting my friend's hair at home on, yeah. on the side so I kind of had an idea of it but then like seeing the right tools and watching him right I would just stand there and watch him all day and I just picked up real quick what everybody was doing right right, right. and then people would come in with their kids and didn't feel like waiting and they'd be like oh man you can cut my kids That's you know right. what I mean That's so right. I started lacing their kids up yeah their kids get tight right <laughs> and then they'd be like oh with a little snap. tiny with a little tiny joint like, oh yeah right they'd be like oh dang my man can cut like yeah. okay cool all right can you get me into I was like yes I can nice and before you know it I had a pretty big book that's awesome so, man. that's awesome yeah so speaking of community you've also been a longtime mentor uh, for use through the church mm-hmm. is that yeah. right so how's that been for you especially now that you're a father yourself. Uh, and what, in what aspect, just like, just how, you know, how it kind of resonates with you. Cause like you said, I mean, you started doing that even early on, Yeah, you know? And, uh, I and, think mentorship is a game changer, man. Yeah. I say this all the time. I tell people, uh, do for one person what you wish you could do for everybody. And I think that would change demographics, man. That would change statistics. If people mentored and invested in the next generation right. and you just poured into one kid, you know what I mean? If, if men, just found a young man to mentor and if, if 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 women found a young woman to pour themselves into mm-hmm. and develop leadership in them and and just like gave that one kid that you know their attention and time that they wish they could give to everybody and you know solve all the problems but you can't nobody can do everything right but you can do something and i That's think cool. that that would like that would majorly like change the game bro yeah so yeah in regards to my own daughter like um i i would hope that you know what i mean that somebody maybe outside of me and my wife would also like take her under her wing and she right. gets older and like just pour into her and right. help shape her and help her make some better decisions in her life when she's older too, you know? Yeah. Cause like we all know, it's, it's, um, it's kind of shitty to say it, but when, when you're a kid and especially when you're at that impressionable age and you're a teenager and all that kind of stuff, it's, you know, you do hit that tipping point where you're like, I don't care how smart my parents are. Right. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. listen to them. Yeah. So it's kind of like you need, you need somebody that else. cooler, older, yeah. kind of successful, in a sense, person where yeah. you sit there and go, oh, they're taking interest in me. And right. They're giving me cool life advice. All right. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll follow that. Right. Um, That's the only reason I do it. Yeah. It's because I, somebody did it for me. Yeah. Growing up, I had I had mentors, people pouring in me and saw something in me and, and I didn't see it in myself then, but they right. did. And because of that, now I do see it. That's awesome. And, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And tell me, how, how do you like, you know, how has fatherhood kind of changed your outlook on your career and your motivation up until this point? Like that stage in your life? Everything. <laughs> it changes everything, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, like. I was not very responsible probably before my daughter. And, uh, you know, when she came here, like, it's just, you had, you got to get in a routine, bro. Mm-hmm. Like right away, you got to, you yeah. got to change diapers when you wake up and you got to feed them. Yeah. You got to take them to the babysitter and you got to give them medicine. If they need medicine, you got to take them to the doctors. You got to call and make the doctor's appointments. You got to show <laughs> up. You got to show up. It's a good, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Show up. I mean, it yeah. changed everything because yeah. I just wasn't good at showing up before, right. you know, I'd be late for everything and. I've uh, gotten a lot better with that. That's awesome. So yeah, it makes you more responsible. And then the drive and motivation behind it is like, man, everything I'm doing has such a bigger meaning now because I'm yeah. making a way. I'm t- showing my my daughter like I'm gonna. Daddy went after his dreams. You know, right. like he wanted yeah. to do something and he pursued it, and you can too. Yeah, like that's yeah. I know it's cliche, but that's the truth. Like no, it is true. I mean, you sit there and think like you know if you had parents who just played it safe a whole life, yeah, I mean, you would learn from that too. But maybe sometimes you learn like. I want a little bit different. Right. Or maybe I'll I'll play it safe, but I'll I'll do my thing on the side or whatever. 
But, you know, if you can say, hey, my parents are self-employed, they're entrepreneurs, they, they went after shit. Yeah. It's like, sure, maybe we didn't grow up having, like, the all the nice stuff. But right. I grew up knowing, like, I could I could employ myself and yeah. I could rely on no one but me, you know, and be successful. That's pretty cool. So tell me, right what's, your, what's your vision for the future in terms of what you got your hands in? Because, like we said, you got the barbershop. Yeah. You got your music. You got, you know, mentoring stuff. So if you could. You know, what do you think would be the perfect kind of... Um, True, man. What? That's crazy. Yeah, think about it. Because it's like, we all know that there's only a finite amount of time yeah. that we have each day. Right. And when you get to a certain point, you have to start prioritizing yeah. stuff. But let's just say perfect scenario. Yeah. What, what I mean, I got like? a big picture. I wish you could just see it. It's in yeah. my brain right now. <laughs> if I could just like, blah, and just like, it'd be... It'd be crazy. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful painting. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah. It's just a beautiful collage. Like it's, and it incorporates everything I love the most. It incorporates people through just reaching people, you know, with, with this message of like just good vibes and, um, and just like clean living and just like positivity mm-hmm. through the talents that I have, my resources. Right. I'm going to leverage everything I have to reach everybody around me right. at any given moment of time. I want to be able to impact and influence those. So through that's, barbering you know expanding the barbershop and giving other people opportunities to make a career for themselves and provide for their family like i had Mm -hmm. that's always going to be what i do and keep that going and as big as i can get it and keep it going you know i want to do rehabilitation programs where i can get government funding and bring kids in that can you know get their barber license that couldn't afford it and apprenticeships through my shop uh you know the music i want to have you know i want to freestyle fridays in the barbershop like whatever like that'd be cool yeah i want to i mean just expand my career as an artist you know obviously that's like my heart that's my passion i want to reach people with music i want to just i want to go on tour man i want to bang like that's what i want to do i want to blow like um and and i think that the mentorship is just inspiring you know people around you Mm -hmm. i can't pour into everybody i can't mentor everybody but i got my people around me that's who i can bring up with me you know right and that they'll do the same thing and yeah pour back so that's always going to be a part of what i do you know but so it's like I want to incorporate the things I love the most mm-hmm. with what I'm already doing, but just taking it one step at a time. Nice from here. You know? Nice. So, so what are are there any personal projects you're working on, or you know, what I mean, yeah, kind of like yeah, something anyone to talk about? Sure. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm working on a self titled EP. It's okay. called Brandon Howard. Um, we've been I've been working really hard, man, for the past year. Yeah, it looks like I ain't been doing nothing. You know, I I had my daughter, and so. That took up my whole like right. that was everything for me, you know. Yeah. When we yeah. had when we had our daughter, and just like she became my my whole hundred percent focus and priority. Mm-hmm. But so it looked like I really wasn't doing nothing, but I was focused on my family and getting stronger and just digging yeah. my roots, man, and figuring out who I was as a, as as a person, but also as an artist. And so I defined that self, I defined that for me this past year, yeah. And just been working and networking. I've been in the studio, I've been grinding. I got music ready, ready to pump it out. So like. Just it's, it's coming. Nice. Yeah. All right, man. I, can't this, wait. I guess this is like y- y'all are seeing the tip of the iceberg now with this contest and the two little videos I kicked out. And, right. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So now we're gonna go a little deep. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. You ready? Are you ready? <laughs> Good. What's the biggest risk you've taken in your career? Biggest risk I've taken in my career. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I think I'm coming uh, as for music or for barbering. Yeah, whatever, whatever. What do you think for is- barbering? Just leaving the shop I was comfortable at and opening my own business. Yeah, you know, literally like in a week, this decision just 
just decided to just step out and just do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was huge. Like, whether I'm, that's how I feed my family. Mm-hmm. That's how, you know, pay my bills and, yeah. you know, studio time ain't free. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's, that's a, everything you do, every time you step on the stage, it's a risk. You're putting everything you got on the line. Mm-hmm. I don't look, I, I guess you got to define the word risk. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm leveraging all my time, all my talents, all my resources, 100% of the time. Anytime I step into the booth and record, yeah. I'm putting everything on the line. You know, my wife is taking care of my daughter while I go to the studio. She's taking care of her right now while I'm here yeah. doing this interview. I'm risking time with my family. Yeah. I'm risking everything to make this happen, you know, this dream of reality. So there you, go. you put everything on the line, I think, every time you do anything that is pursuing your dreams and goals. Nice. So in that vein, tell me, what's your biggest fear creatively? My biggest fear creatively mm-hmm. that I won't be able to reach enough people. All right. Name the most meaningful moment in your career thus far. Most meaningful moment in my career thus far. I like repeating your questions. No, it's good because <laughs> then you gives you a second to yeah, think about it too. Exactly. Um, when Pork Chop announced that I was the winner of the Q Unheard contest, just it's sticking out of my mind right now when he yeah. said Brandon Howard, like. Brandon Howard. <laughs> it was just dope, man. It was yeah. the best feeling ever. Like, um, yeah, man, everybody was just going off and I just felt so much love and it just felt pure. It felt good to hear my own name and not a nickname I've gone by. I just felt like it right. just it solidified me being comfortable with who I am as an artist yeah. and just set the set the pace for what I'm about to do. Nice. Yeah. All right. On the other th- uh, side of it, the biggest regret in your career. Hmm. Biggest regret. Biggest regret. I don't have any. All right. That's fair. Honestly, some people look at it like, you know what? If I'm where I am right now, it's where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. I don't have any. Exactly. All right. What's been your biggest failure? Hmm. Um putting my putting my foot in my mouth, man. Sometimes I say <laughs> stuff. I shouldn't say, and I just I think, like. I think everyone who knows you can agree with that. I think everybody knows me. Sometimes I say things before I think about them, right. and then I have to apologize later. But I think people know my heart. Once you get to know me, right? I might say something stupid, and right. trust me, I'll know when I do. And if you want to yeah. check me, you can check me. I yeah. will quickly apologize. Right. So that's there it. You go. And you know what's funny? I always had. I think everybody's had that one friend, right? Uh-huh. Where you sit there and say, like, anyone who meets them. They're just like, you either love them or hate them. Mr. Inappropriate. Right, right. right. Or in general, just for whatever it is. Right, you know, you sit okay. there and say, man, that guy's an asshole. Yeah. Right? That's not me, man. No, no, no. I'm not saying that's you. You're a jerk. But, yeah, I'm a jerk. <laughs> I'm that guy, Sorry. right? But it's like, sometimes what's funny is, like you said, when you get to know that person. Yeah. Right? It's like, I can sit there and say like, yeah, when I first met that dude, I really didn't like him either, but. But now he's like, it's my asshole. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. The fact that when we go out, he'll be the one saying dumb shit and getting people pissed off. Like, it's funny. Yeah. You know, but and it's kind of funny. I think everyone always has that one friend. You know what I mean? That one friend where you're like, some people meet him and they're like, they just rub people the wrong way. Man, like, I hope I don't come off like that friend. <laughs> That's not my. <laughs> he's going, let me see. Do I have that friend? Fuck. Am I yeah, am that friend? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, so tell me uh, if you couldn't, share your work with anyone not your wife not your daughter with anyone would you still create your art if i couldn't share with anybody Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah yes because you figure it's just what you trust me i would explode if i didn't (laughs) get this out of me if i didn't create something Right, right 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 yeah all right 
Well, listen, thank you, Brandon. Thank you for finally taking the time out. Crazy to think that we're almost at an hour, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I told you. What man. episode number is this? 99. 99. 99. I got 99 problems. Hey, <laughs> but a podcast ain't one. <laughs> so tell me, it was kind of went by fast, right? Let's be real. So where can it people... It was long, man. The <laughs> longest hour of my life. <laughs> so where can people check out your stuff or learn more about what you do? Everything I'm doing right now, you can follow at Brandon Howard. Take the A's and make them a V. There you go. Brandon Howard. All right. Yeah. Last but not least, who's someone that you would like to hear us talk to on the show? DJ Khaled. Major key. <laughs> he would be he'd be good on your show for sure. Awesome. Awesome. All right, man. Well, listen, I know it's crazy to say you're at that point where you got another interview lined up. So I won't take any more of a time. Best I appreciate of luck. it. Thank you, Angry Millennial. Appreciate it, Mr. Oh, Jose. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. All right, brother. No, thank you. Be good. All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs>